Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode, we are going to chat about Netflix 209th film from 2020. It's the German romantic comedy Izzy and Ozzy. It's directed by Oliver Knell. It stars Dennis Moyen, Lisa McVicari, Christina Heck, and Pega Veridoni. I'm Jesse. I'm writing solo for this one. And uh, welcome. This is another international film which Netflix are, at this stage in time, absolutely pumping them out. <laughs> there are international film after international film. So this, ooh, I, I think this is possibly the first German international film that we've covered on this show. I'm, I'm by myself today. So hopefully uh, you're gonna enjoy this little chat about this film. As always, if you haven't seen this film and you're interested in checking out Izzy and Ozzy, give us a pause, come back a little bit later on. Um, I've been hanging out with MJ all day. Um, he's not here today, but that's okay because I'm gonna give you my thoughts and see what you think. So we always start the show off with the Fast Flicks. The Fast Flicks is our quick little summary all about the film. And for me, this one is, it's about a rich girl who needs a poor guy just like he needs her. And this is so they can get what they want in life. So if that sort of entices you a little bit, again, spoiler alert, pause, come back later because I'm going to spoil this from now on because I guess as we always see with international films, it's very hard to find anything out about the film. So all I can find out about this one is that it was shot in three locations. It was shot in and around Germany. It was shot in Berlin, Mannheim, and Heidelberg. And that's about it. It, it took place, or well, the filming took place, from the 24th of April, 2019, till the 7th of June, 2019. Um, and that's it. That, that's all I can find out about the making of this film. Um, it was nominated at the German Television Academy Awards. And this, this is a weird one. It was nominated for Best Stunts. I'm not sure what stunts, um, maybe the boxing that is involved in this film, but that's that's about it. I, I couldn't find anything else. Um, it, it came out on Netflix on Valentine's Day in 2020 on the 14th of February, and uh, that, that pretty much sums up all I can find out about this film, apart from what the critics and the audiences were saying. So on Rotten Tomatoes, this one, it doesn't have a consensus. There's only three reviews on Rotten Tomatoes about this film. One's fresh, two are rotten, so doesn't have a percentage or anything like that. Um, but the audience have got on board. So the audience has this at 76%. That's on more than 50 ratings, so that, that's fairly positive. On IMDb, it sits at a 6.4 out of 10 on about 8,500 ratings, so that's pretty positive. And on Letterboxd, it's, it's a, bit under a bit under three on a 2.9 out of five on almost 11,000 ratings. So. Not much from the critics, but audiences seem to enjoy this film. Um, so this will, this will give me a chance to sort of discuss why or why not they may have enjoyed this film because it leads into my thoughts. And I think the, the two main leads in this film, they have a great chemistry. The chemistry between the two of them is really, really good. It, it's an entertaining film. There's a lot of humor throughout. Um, it's just really unfortunate that it's very predictable. It follows a lot of those rom-com um, cliches that you see and it just doesn't quite stick with one clear tone throughout meaning it's a bit of a misfire and, and there's a lot of humor that doesn't land and sort of leads towards 
almost being offensive. So we'll, we'll, we'll have a chat and we'll talk about some scenes and, and why that's the case. But let's let's talk about some characters to start off with. And I think, you, obviously, the, the title of this film is our two main leads, Izzy and Ozzy. So we start off with Izzy. Izzy's the, the female who's super rich. Like, she's got everything that she needs money-wise. Um, her parents pay for her to get through school. Like, they pay teachers off. And... The idea is that they just won't support her dreams. Her, her dream, she wants to be a chef. And, and the, her parents are like, no, nah, you need to go to college. You need to follow through with exactly what we want to do. But as you see in teen films often, you know, not going to do what my parents want me to do. And, and that's what we see with her. And then Ozzy's like, it's like the polar opposite. You, you can't, like, he is from the, the other side of town, the sort of down and out, dirty, scummy side of town. Um, he's got a single mum, brought him up herself. He went to the school that, you know, had the kids that misbehaved, never graduated school. And, he, and he's always there trying to support his mum, picking up the pieces of her poor decisions, um, including this gas station that, that she runs and, and she's in debt all the time. And, and he's, he's got this onus on himself that I've got to support my mum. I've got to make sure that, you know, she's okay. And, and that sort of, you know, impacts his ability to, follow his dreams and his dreams are he wants to be a professional boxer um and, and he's got this this best mate i guess um sheeny uh, sheeny i think is how you say it um and unfortunately like while he's the best mate he's like this stereotype that they've just chucked in to be like we're, we're concerned with um the representation that we're showing on the screen because he's an arab and and he's sort of the focus or not not necessarily just him but he's the focus of a lot of um racism and hatred towards uh, people that are illegal immigrants or immigrants in inside Germany and I'm not sure that this was necessarily done the right way in this film um, and 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 that sort of leads us into grandpa like Ozzy's grandpa um, because this is this is a guy he, he, I like him as a character I think he's humorous throughout he's got lots of funny moments but he's very offensive and, and you can't have a character that like while while you laugh at a lot of the stuff he says, then the other parts that you're trying to, like the commentary he's making that you're trying to get laughs from, it, it's a little bit offensive. And you know, he's this guy who's been in prison for the last fourteen years, and, and he's been absent from both Aussie and, and his mother's life, and you know, he comes out of prison as a rapper, which which is quite humorous. But um, I think that the the storyline that he's got, while it's imaginative, that you've got this grandfather like character that is humorous and, and he's a rapper at, at times i think um the the addition to some of the humor is a little bit poor which which is a bit disappointing because i think you know it, it's so tough it's this real touchy line where some people might find this hilarious like some of the commentary he makes but other people that are probably outside of where germany is you, you're gonna be like what he's saying is a little bit offensive and and, and that's unfortunate because realistically he could be the highlight of this film and and the, the same with um with Ozzy's best friend um Sheeny like you know he's got some good lines but oh, it crosses that line which makes like it, it impacts the film as a, as an overall film it definitely impacts it um I'll, I'll lead into I guess we got to talk about um Claudia and Manfred who are Izzy's parents I mean 
they're obviously like obviously I mentioned before she's rich she's got everything she wants that these parents have provided her with everything that she could possibly need you know that they have a butler that sort of stalks her and follows her around the clock to to make sure she's doing what they want her to do um, and, and they have this little bit of a backstory about Claudia her mum who has her own upbringing which is a little bit tough and, and it's a nice little moment but at the same time like realistically unless you're part of that you know one percent of the world that has a lifestyle where your parents are so rich you can do whatever you want no one's going to connect with these parents um the only thing you can connect with are, are parents that want the best for their kids but at the same time they've got the money to do this so it's a little bit unrealistic um whereas i think a lot more people would probably connect with ozzy's mum um betty because you know she's this, this single mum who's who's doing it real tough uh, but but she doesn't make things easier for herself either because she squanders the money and and she's really struggling with this this petrol station or gas station um, with the ownership of it and the reliance of her on her own son. It's tough. It's 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 really tough. And I think um, while she's not the role model parent, I think she's probably more connectable than the other parents because people can probably see a parent who wants to be there for their kids, but probably makes the wrong choices. So a little bit more relatable. Um, the last person I'll talk about is Camilla. Um, Camilla is the best friend of Izzy and, and she's like this stereotypical materialistic sort of character who's obsessed with her social medias. And um, you know, she's always posting videos or photos or, or representing herself in a way that, you know, she, like shows her as a real positive sort of character. Whereas, you know, I think towards the end of the film, it really makes sense that, you know, she's happy with that lifestyle. She really likes it. And I guess it's good to see that in a film that she's happy to say, yeah, I really like money. I really like putting myself out there as someone who is happy with the money and being in a good position. So I think that's a nice thing to sort of see that, you know, some people are happy with that, but at the same time, it's sort of like, how many people in real life do we see that actually look like this? So um, there's a little rundown of the characters. I think the director, um, Oliver Keneal, interesting sort of biography, I guess. Um, he's got five directing credits, TV shows, a couple of other features, um, Stronger Than the Blood and Four Hands, but this is the same sort of thing we see with a lot of international films. These are, these are directors that have done a lot of films in their own or their native language that aren't necessarily picked up by the, the Western population. So um, interesting to see whether he tries to break into Hollywood or whether he's happy just sitting in there and doing local films, which is nothing to knock because, you know, it's really nice to see people that are happy with their own native language and, and happy to do films like that. So, yeah, um, scenes. Time to talk about some scenes. And this probably adds some more context to each of the characters that, that I've sort of discussed. And I'll start off with some things that I like because there are things that I liked in this film. I think that you, you can't go apart. Like, there are a lot of things that land in this film. Um, especially, you know, Izzy's this rich girl and, and she's like to be in defiance of her parents. She's like, I'm going to get a job at this fast food restaurant. And, you know, a lot of teenagers have jobs at McDonald's or, or Burger King or Hungry Jack's, as we call it in Australia. I'm trying to trying to add context for those um, that are listening overseas. And I think the incompetence of the staff that, that surround her in these jobs, it's quite funny. There's these really funny situations where... You know, you've, you've got this kid that comes out of the freezer with defrosted food and he's like, it smells like shit. <laughs> and you've got other co-workers saying, you know, it's okay, keep the food. It's all right, it's still good. And, and it really made me laugh. And, you know, there's this Gabriella um, co-worker of Izzy who, who just is completely 
incompetent <laughs> and you know, you know there's a there's a scene where she's on fire um there's a scene where she drops a knife into a co-worker's foot <laughs> just just makes you laugh these, these comical situations so those scenes were good um i think this, the same with grandpa like even though i have really mixed feelings about him as a character because of some of the uh, xenophobic uh things that that occur with his character there's a lot of scenes that were really good i mean he, the first he gets out of jail and the first thing um you see is that Ozzy goes to pick him up with with Izzy and he's like you know um, it's nice for you to bring her along but not sure I can get it up <laughs> right away after being locked away for so long and then Ozzy's response is you know she's not a hooker and it, it was just it was just funny and then the same thing you know he hadn't seen Ozzy for such a long time and he's like you look like an Aryan wet dream just these funny moments that sort of add context to the German um comedic values i guess and and the same thing like straight away they're in the car driving and, he, and his grandpa starts yelling at this old lady on the road just, just these funny moments um and then the same thing with with his friend um sheeny who's 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 not don't want to say it but he's almost like this token friend that they've made an arab so they can make this commentary on illegal immigrants in germany but they don't really deal with it very well but but at the same time you know seeing um he goes along to this art show and he's like talking about these pieces of art that look like assholes and <laughs> this art critic this pretentious sort of art critic sitting there going oh that's a really interesting interpretation it was just just funny making a bit of fun of the the art scene as well um and then that whole subplot i guess i spoke about with grandpa being a rapper um <laughs> It's just, you know, they rock up to this this show where grand, the grandpa's like, yeah, I'm getting up on stage. And the grandpa's like, you know, have you ever seen 8 Mile? It's sort of like his um, origin story. So it was quite funny. Um, <laughs> and then there's another scene later in the film where Sheeny is at the, the they're at this club with grandpa and um, Izzy and Ozzy are there. And, and Sheeny's like taking these um, pictures of his genitalia, I guess is the best way to put it. And he's like, you know, I'm going to send these to these girls in the club to see if I get any traction. And and he accidentally sends it to his mum. And then it was just like such good editing where they do this quick cut to them all in the car freaking out. And like, we got to get to the house before the mum can open up the text message. And they get there and it's too late. And it's just a really nice comedic moment. Not nice, but a funny, funny moment. Um, and the same thing with Sheenie at the end. There's there's this scene where um, Ozzy and his mum, you know, are, are sort of hugging and being together. And, and Sheenie sort of jumps in on the hug and sort of tries to grab um Ozzy's mum's um bottom <laughs> it was just it was just funny it was, it was quite funny um but then on the other side like you got to talk about the things that that don't really work in this film and unfortunately there, there's a lot of joke M most of these things that I didn't like were jokes that didn't land or were, were a little bit insensitive and that there's a scene in the car where Ozzy's sitting there with his best mate Sheenie and that he's like trying to rev him up to with tips about how to talk to a girl and you know sort of talk her up and and make her want to fall for him and he sort of makes this joke that it's about rape and it, just, it was really gross it, it, you don't need that in a film it, it doesn't add any humor no one no one i don't know anyone in the world that would laugh at that so i don't know why you include it in a film and and the same with like there's these moments where um izzy's trying to go against her parents and like you know the gist of this film is she's dating Ozzy because she wants to sort of annoy her parents so she can get the money. And there's this scene where her dad tries to attack her and it just didn't sit really well. Um, and, and then the same with like the grandpa, like the idea of an old person being a rapper, that's funny. But then the whole idea of his career around rapping being that he's a xenophobe and he's, you know, putting uh, immigrants or foreigners down as well as, people that are in the, like that 
in same-sex couples it just it just wasn't it wasn't funny and this is meant to be a bit of a comedy so it doesn't work um and it's a little bit offensive like in this day and age like this film two years ago 2020 why would you think that that works as a joke or works as something that's funny it just it just really really doesn't um and i think the same, like, there's a couple others. Like, there's this scene where, obviously, I've mentioned that Izzy's got a lot of money. Her parents are loaded, and, and the idea of this is that she's funding Ozzy so he can, you know, he can support his mum with his gas station and, and support his boxing career. And, and there's a scene where they have a big fight, and Ozzy throws the money back at her in his anger. And then, again, he confronts her at her work and sort of picks up the register and, like, throat or the, the cash machine and throws it at her. The idea of... A violent male character towards a female character. It, it, I know you've got to have you know, the stereotypical type of film like this. You've got to have a moment where they don't agree. That's fine. You don't need to see the male character being so aggressive because in the flip scene where you know you've got the whole idea that she just turns so quickly, like, and and she's happy. Like he throws a cash register and, she, and he's like, "Oh, I got a phone call. My grandpa's in trouble. I need your car." And she just turns straight away. It just doesn't doesn't work it, it does not work at all and that that's really frustrating that um at this in this day and age that you can show that on screen because there needs to be equal representation or equal opportunities and, and it didn't work for me um and then the whole idea too i you've got this idea that is um that aussie is a boxer yes we get that and unfortunately you've got that idea that he's going to have this boxing match at the end of the film and he's going to be going to be victorious and it happens and it's obvious and you know it's going to happen why do we need it like let's break away a little bit let's change it up let's mix mix it up because it's just so obvious and it destroys the end of the movie really because we have this voiceover which i'll talk about soon but this voiceover that asks questions of these unsolved questions at the end of the film and it just it just doesn't work so i mean we'll talk about the themes and the ideas of this film and there's a bit going on here you got the idea that You've got these two young people that are chasing their dreams. They want to live their own life, and at the same time, they've got to grow up. They've got to, you know, deal with their mistakes, deal with what's gone wrong, and move on. And that's really good. You've got the idea that Izzy wants to be a cook, and Ozzy wants to be a boxer. That's really good. But I don't know if there's a complete resolution with this at the end, because we see Ozzy being successful with his boxing, but Izzy's just like, yeah, I'm happy to give up on my cooking career and moving to New York because I want to be with you. That's that stereotypical thing that we've seen in the past of the female giving up on her dreams to satisfy the needs of a male. And I'm not, not necessarily sold on that. And I think like it's very, very clear. It's on the idea of rich versus poor. You've got the haves versus the have-nots. And you know, you've got the good suburbs versus the poor suburbs or the, the areas of, of the rich and the poor and the educated versus the not educated and the opportunities that people get based on money. And that's very, very clear in this film. And I, there's no real commentary really about which one's better. Um, it just sort of ends that, yes, the poor guy wins a boxing match, so he wins. Okay, that, that, that's a good idea, but what's the context behind that? Why is he successful? Why is he able to, to prevail and, and win over the rich girl and, and move on with, with life there? Um, and, and at the same time, like society, like what do they expect from people based on class? Like society in this one shows the rich girl is expected to go to college or university and be successful. 
even though her parents are paying her way through and you know bribing people to make her successful when that's not what really she wants so why can't we do what we want to do and be successful and have the people that love us support us doing that and, and that sort of leads into the idea a little bit between these two characters of love uh, you know how it's always that question through this film about how can someone who's rich got lots of money fall in love with someone who doesn't um you know the odds are against them um it's not what people expect but at the end of the day love's blind love is something like if you love someone you love them so you'll do what you can to make that work and there's a little bit too about family and especially through the character of ozzy he'll he'll do whatever he can to support his mum. Uh, the idea of family is a little bit um misconstrued with with izzy and and she does have a big go at her mum towards the end of the film and her mum tries to explain why she is like she is, but we don't really see that closure between the characters or whether Izzy accepts what what her mum's done to be where she is. So uh, a little bit confusing message there with that one. Uh, what, what did I take away from this film? I think that it's a, it's a different take. It's an interesting take on the idea of a meet-cute. Like, there's no bumping into each, into each other or the idea of, you know, someone setting the two of them up. It's like we see Ozzy sort of belting a guy in a takeaway shop and Izzy's like, cool, that looks like a bad guy. So I'm going to jump on board and try and um, get him on board to help with my my issues with my parents. So it was, it, was, it was nice to see a little bit of a different way with that. But at the same time, I'm, I think I've, I've mentioned this, but I'm frustrated with the idea of... Ozzy's best friend, Shumi, being an Arab, and then you've got, cool, you've got the idea of him being an Arab, let's look out for this guy. But then on the other side, you've got Ozzy's grandpa, who's all hateful towards illegal citizens and and gays. And I mean, this is, this is the opportunity in a film to have a chance to make an actual statement, but they didn't. They just sort of used it for laughs and for jokes. So that's a bit of a misfire for this film, which is a little bit disappointing. We usually try and see if we've checked anyone out on IMDb during this film. I didn't, German cast, didn't recognize anyone, so that's all good. But I do have a couple of questions. I think that Camilla, Camilla is um, Izzy's like, best friend who she she leans on for advice throughout this film. And there's a, there's a couple of scenes where, you know, she goes to her house to stay with her. And, and Camilla's got this, like, VR sort of headset that she puts on to go to bed, which which was laughable at times. But... There's no explanation as to why she has this, or is this just the idea that Camilla's just as rich as Izzy and, and you know, they're a part of each other's world. But the idea to put a VR headset on to tell you goodnight and go to sleep, I don't know, it's just very foreign to me. So maybe that's the idea, is that it's foreign to people that don't have money. I don't know, or I haven't seen anyone who has money that puts a VR headset on to get you to sleep. So I thought that was a little bit of an interesting thing. And this is me, like, this is the end of the film, leaves with a voiceover that asks these questions about this film. So they say, will Grandpa really make it as a rapper? I mean, we've seen that he's, he's popular on YouTube. He's doing well. To me, he's, pretty, he's got a lot of cash. He's, he's pretty successful. The next question was, will Betty, which was Ozzy's mum, will she find a job? Because Ozzy's pretty much told her, you can't do this gas station anymore. Will she find a job? I don't know. It's like, tell us. I don't need an que- open-ended question at the end of the film to say, be like, Let's leave you as an audience wondering whether his mum's going to get a job or she's going to struggle. Interesting. Uh, the next question they ask right at the end is, will Camilla, which was Izzy's best friend, get her own misfit and hook up with Sheeny, which was Ozzy's best mate? I had no <laughs> no inkling whatsoever throughout this film that the two of them, they hadn't even met. So why would you ask the question, will they 
get together or will they find someone like each other? Ridiculous. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Uh, the next one was, how will things go for Izzy and Ozzy? I mean, that's, that's the whole film. You want to leave the film thinking, okay, they're going to stay together. But then it finishes off with this line, like, this is the first time in Izzy's life that she doesn't know what's coming and that's okay because it's life. Please. You finish this film and say, okay, the two of them are going to work it out together. He's going to do his boxing. She's going to get to be a chef or a cook somehow in her life. We don't need a voiceover, like, pondering the question to the audience whether this is going to work. I just thought that was... Um, a really poor way to end the film, really. Um, and sort of brought this down a bit because I'm going to finish off with my final thoughts. And, I mean, like, this could have been a good film. It's got good humorous moments throughout. Really good chemistry between the two leads. But that, like I mentioned, that line between comedy and a serious film, it's constantly blurred. You don't know whether you're supposed to be laughing or whether you're supposed to take this as a serious film. And a lot of the attempts at humour quite offensive really like at the end of the day as much as you, you laughed at grandpa or Sini's jokes throughout the film there's a lot of times where you're like okay like how does this work why why am i laughing at some parts and then at the other parts i'm completely offended so yeah i i i struggle i struggle with this film because i enjoyed moments of it but at the other time when i'm looking back and i'm like it just didn't work so i'm gonna give it a two and a half out of five that's where I'm going to sit. I'm going to say two and a half out of five, middle of the range. Some people might like love this film. That's 100% okay, but there's moments in this film that I'm just like, I can't recommend it, really. Uh, which leads me to that, like, if you've enjoyed this episode, please do check us out on social media. We've got Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Pop a question up for the week. For this week, I just wanted to ask, based on the two main characters, you personally, do you think that you would be a better chef or a boxer? Um... I'm, I'm horrible at cooking and I've got no physical attributes at all. So I, I'd be no good at either, which is really disappointing. So you got too many characters. I could be neither of them. So what could you be? I, I'm really, we're really interested to hear what you've got to say. Um, I'll be back next week. MJ will be back next week because we've got a big film from 2020 to talk about next week, which is a political thriller. It's called The Last Thing He Wanted. This is directed by D. Rees. And it stars a big cast. We've got Anne Hathaway, Ben Affleck, Rosie Perez, Eddie Gaffigy, Mel Rodriguez, Toby Jones, and our all-time favourite, Willem Dafoe. So uh, check it out. Willem Dafoe, last time for a Netflix original. I think it was the Death Note film was the last time we saw Willem Dafoe. If if I'm not mistaken, he was uh, the real creepy, creepy, creepy guy. So interested? Check it out before next week so you can play along. As always... I've enjoyed talking about this film. It's all like, we've got to talk about a film. You watch it and you sit there and you go, oh, I've got all these ideas. And thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed it, please do give us a like on all our socials or give us a follow, download our back catalog. And I'll be back next week with MJ. Bye.